Um, I only use SWT, which is a um, it's 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 a lube. Oh, is it a spinoff from SPNK? Yes. Thank you for p- catching that. That doesn't work because there literally is a lube called Spunk. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's why I'm just like, I. it's not for me. It's well, you know what is for you? What? This. Hi, and welcome back to This Toxic Fandom. And, um, I really wanted that to work, and then I forgot everything I'm supposed to say because <laughs> I have COVID. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to This Toxic Fandom, where we ramble for approximately 85 hours, whereas on the latest season of Drag Race UK Season 5, Episode Five. I don't know the name of this episode. Panto Dames. Panto Dames. Um, Panto Dam. Anyway, um, slim it down to a cool ninety minutes. Send it straight to your ear holes. Say hi, toxic fans. Hi. Hi. Introduce yourself, toxic fans. Hey everyone, it's Stephen Pope, your professional hobbit, your podcast dad. Um, Joe is a little under the weather. Thank you very much for being here, Joe. It means a lot. I mean, David and I were prepared to do a David and Steven show, which I think would have been fine. But I think having you, I I like having all of us here. And you know what? This is kind of a weird episode. Let's talk about it. Moving right along to our beautiful (gasps) co-host. I'm beautiful. Hi, I'm David Gorin. Um, I'm still not in Los Angeles. No. Um, and actually, it's funny because I did listen to the beginning of last week's episode in case I had to know <laughs> what Joe's intro was if he couldn't make it due to COVID. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I can't fuck this one up. So <laughs> it falls on Not my shoulders. the ration shit you gave me. No. I was going to say, you can't mess. You can't be can't. mad about messing up my lines uh, after being mad about your lines. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and if I have bad opinions about this episode, just attribute it to COVID, meaning I have no taste. I'm Jolie. Sorry, there's a smell in this kitchen. And I was like, it smells really nice in here, but my sister isn't one to keep sweets around. Um, there's a bag oh. of bath bombs. And the reason why... Yeah, there's the the reason why this is hysterical. Not sponsored. This is hysterical. Um, the reason why there's a bag of bath bombs on the table is because I had to watch my I had to take my ne- like pick up my nephew from the bus and take him home, and my sister was taking my other nephew to Italian lessons, and he threw a tantrum because he was like, "I don't get enough mommy time," and I was like, "But you get to spend time with me. I live in LA." And he's like, "I don't want to spend time with you," and I was like, "Thanks, love you too." Um, and so we're walking home. He's like having his little tantrum. And then he sees Lush and he looks at me and goes, can we buy bath bombs? And I was like, sure. And it's in the family. And so he proceeded to buy bath bombs for everyone. And by he, I mean me. (laughs) That's still kind of cute. Yeah. That's That's adorable. Yeah. That's very cute. Um, (laughs) (laughs) story went a bunch of places I didn't expect. (laughs) 
For real. Is this the nephew that you took to see Wicked? No, that's the older nephew. Okay. Right. Who loved Wicked, by the way, and I'm very happy about did, that. Did your Glinda do the Louise Dearman flip? Mm, what's the Louise Dearman flip? Oh, and good. It's uh, when she's singing, uh, beginning, she goes, And goodness knows the wicked's lives are lonely. Goodness knows the wicked die. And they, she starts belting on die yes, alone. Yes, it's uh it's an iconic fashion moment. Yeah. It's it's the only option now. Yeah. Um Louise Stearman changed the game. That's why she's the only person to play Alphaba and Glinda full time. Nice. Um at the same time. That's no. really hard. Uh, yeah. She she was just like half her face was green. It was very exactly. the avant garde. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it's very, very avant garde. It was the most avant garde production of Wicked they've ever done. Um, Other than the one happening in Brazil or Germany. What's the one where they fully redesigned it and it looks fucking insane? Probably Germany. It's either Germany. I think they're both. No, I think it's Brazil because Brazil is a newer version. And like Dorothy comes out of a TV when she drops. Like Samara in the ring? Like, like the house, like the, I think it's like she gets that a TV is what gets dropped on her in black and white and Dorothy comes out of it. Wild. I'm shocked that they yeah. can do that because I know that they couldn't get the rights to having Dorothy on stage, which is why you don't see her. Maybe it's not actually Dorothy, but I know that like, there's like, there's a bunch of like cool stuff happening in it that honestly, there's a weird level of people are like, this production is so cool that we should allow uh, Broadway productions to change over time. Yeah. I mean, you absolutely should. And also, Dorothy's public domain. You know what? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. What does She's matter. She's public domain, but her outfit is not. And ah. so it would be difficult to, it would be genuinely difficult to do anything with Dorothy that would tell you who she is without her, like, I'm Dorothy. Well, also, you're also forgetting that, like, it's public domain now, but Wicked was written 25 years ago. And it was, I'm pretty sure it was public domain then. Those books are old as hell. But I believe The Wizard of Oz has been in the public domain for a minute, but so much of it is, but all of the iconography is from the MGM version. Like, the color green of The Witch Mm -hmm. is literally, like, not public domain. Well, I have a question. We're not a wicked podcast. No, 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 but I have a question. But we are a musical Wait, podcast this week. I do oh, have a question, fair. though. Um, and I really think it's going to tie it all together. Are the Wizard of Oz books older than RuPaul? Oh, good question. No. no, probably not. How old's Methuselah? Infinite. I mean, Lady Bunny? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's actually Maruzala. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Oh, her old drag name. Anyways. So, the girls, the girls came in. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, so the girls came in after Naomi's elimination. And I have to say, it was very sweet that everyone had something nice to say about Miss Naomi. Mm-hmm. And she wrote something on the mirror. It said, let me hear you say, Cinnabit, Miss Carter. Love you all. Have fun cleaning this. XOXO. And a kiss mark. What the fuck is Cinnabit? I, I, sin a bit. 
It's like Cinnabon, but the ones where it's like the Cinnabon bites that you can get, where it's just the outside of cin or the inside of Cinnabons. Oh, Ooh, that sounds good. I think it's supposed to be like cinnamon, but it's like see you in a bit. Oh, okay, all right. Like okay, see you in a bit. See you in a bit. Yeah, that's cute. That makes sense. Yeah. Did anyone else appreciate that Ginger Johnson has taken over for uh, Tamara as being the resident shitster? She was kind of a cow this at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. I like Ginger. I don't like her as much as the judges do. Same. At any point. It's one of those, she's one of those queens that I'm like, I wonder if your energy in person sells something that I, I don't buy watching yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, Kara be so Kara was a little stressed about being in the bottom two last week, which is understandable. I mean, she's fine. She's the main character. I I don't think she knows that yet. Um, Kara, Tara. Yep, yep. You got me there. Can't argue with that one. Yeah. Uh, but Dee Dee did bring up that this was uh, we had a non-elimination premiere, then an elimination, then a non-elimination. It's a little bit like. A slasher movie at this point so anyone can go yeah um i will say that i did think it was cool that banksy apologized again for untucked and um i disagree i don't think banksy has anything to apologize for i'm just saying i think it was good sportsmanship yeah yeah and we actually finally get like vicky and kara admitting fault a little bit they did and I appreciated that, where they were yeah. like... Um, I was going to say, and then they have, you know, their usual yada, yada, yada. Did anyone catch the blood animation in Dee Dee's confessional? Yeah, when she talks about it being a slasher movie, like, drag summer camps turning into a horror movie, which I would watch. Agreed. I would absolutely watch that. I I wouldn't, because we did get something similar on Canada's Drag Race season two, and it was very whelming. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, and on season six, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. That one was also well made. I just thought it was funny how theirs was in black and white and ours was in color. <laughs> just like the Wizard of Oz. Oh, 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 Mr. Gorin. Looping it back around. Miss Gorin brought it today. I know, I know. It's, 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 t- this, this week's episode is all about Panto and Wicked. Um, well, actually, um, fun fact Wizard of Oz, originally a book, and this week's mini challenge is reading. Because <laughs> reading is what? Something Hard. I never learned to do. And now you're going to have that on a mug. Someone, uh, someone on Grinder was like, Oh, just take your opportunity to, like, watch movies and read. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking read. I have COVID. Why am I being punished? <laughs> I was truly like, imagine. Imagine making me read while I have COVID. I already don't want to look at screens because they kind of make my eyes dizzy right now. Yeah. It's well, they, have, fu- they have these things called books. They don't have screens. Yeah, but you know what? Books have small words on them and you have to read them in quick succession. Fair, fair. All I'm going to say is when I had COVID, at least the second time, even when it wasn't that bad, like I was like, I'm going to have movie marathons. Maybe I'll finally watch the Gilmore Girls. And then all I did was sleep. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Truly, all I'm doing is replaying Baldur's Gate 3 because I refuse to get into Act 2. I won't do it. Um, and, uh, like, watching things I've already seen so that I can just kind of, like, sleep in the background. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's no wrong or right way to be sick. Uh, so, Ginger announces how prepared she is for the reading challenge. And... What did you think of the reads? Were any, did any of them stick out to y'all? I didn't think any of them were bad except for Kara. Kara. So that's impressive after Down Under. All I'm going to say is <laughs> my feeling on the reading challenge is I was kind of shocked that everyone just kept dissing Kate's looks because I genuinely think that like of the bunch, Kate is the cutest. Um, well, they were dissing her makeup skills. Fair. Um, um, which I also, I also will say, I don't think Kate's makeup skills are quite bad enough for how much they're reading her for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's not Jinx Monsoon from season five, but Mm -hmm. she's certainly being treated like Jinx Monsoon in season five. Also, I was kind of shocked that they didn't show Tamara or Kara reading the other one, but then I remembered that Tamara has never seen Kara read. (laughs) Well, she's never seen a tell a joke. And after this episode, she still hasn't seen her read. <laughs> exactly. None of us have. I will say, Banksy got one line that I thought was very good. Your looks are de-disgusting, and I hope after this you're de-deported. That was good. I gotta laugh. I, I mean, laugh. I think that this was the best reading challenge in a while. Like, I on see. any coast. I'd say it's been the best season we've had in a while, so we'll yeah. call it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, Kate Butch wins. Surprising no one. Oh, much ado about a dinner lady in space, and then having a read for Naomi, who's not even here. Oh, yeah, yes. the Miss Naomi Carter. No, does anyone miss, miss Naomi, Naomi Carter? Carter. <laughs> so good. Fair enough. Also, she stole our joke. Which one? Yeah, she stole, um, she goes, I won Kel Surprise. Ooh, Kel Surprise. Good drag name. Uh, I, and that's why I don't want to hear it. Rue one. and Michelle have spent all season, I hardly know her egg. Yeah. I deserve royalties, or at least a Rue Peter badge. <laughs> oh, Britannia. So, they announced the main challenge this week is going to be Panto, She Better Don't, The Rusical. Now, I don't know what a Panto really is. It seems to be like a kid's theater production with, like, clowns and drag. Pretty much. David, have you ever actually seen a Panto? I've never seen a Panto, but now I know that I hate every version of the term pantomime. Really? Yes. I mean, I don't like pantomimes. Did you not like the panto that, uh, that this that you were seeing? I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It's just kind of like, it's, I don't love children's theater. Um, which is funny because I do love something that's like very broad and very like based in, um, like easy jokes. But for whatever reason, this, like, I was just like, when they were like, look behind you, look, I was just like, no. Yeah, it seems like Panto is children's theater. It's family entertainment. So yeah. it's children's theater for all audiences. Similar to Commedia dell'arte, there are specific roles that are in every Panto, like the young like the maiden, the uh, the Panto dame, all of these things that are classic roles that are now being done that like fit into every th- story and they tell I think traditional children's stories 
but as like in these larger than life characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, um I get the appeal of. I get the appeal of. I I guess I was a little surprised that there's such a like correlation with drag with it honestly but i guess it makes sense you know uh miss yvonne from peewee's playhouse was effectively a drag queen so yeah i mean i think i think there's always been such a thing of men playing women in children's media yeah Yeah. that that feels like a pretty like normal thing which is why it feels so unsurprising but then it is interesting to hear because like England is Turf Island at this point, so there is something very interesting to talking about that versus the fact that drag queen story hours are not accepted there. Yeah. Uh, We'll get to that, because I have a lot of feelings when they have that little conversation. Yeah. But before we do, Kate won the mini challenge, so she gets to decide her own role, and everyone else can just throw knuckles, all right? Like, claw for the part you want. Which I think is the way you do it. I loved how they did it because it was just discussion. And, like, while two people did eventually concede roles to other people, it was in the service of, like, every single person was well cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With maybe the argument that, like, Dee Dee, Dee Dee should have played Vicky's role and, like, maybe Vicky should have played Michael's role and Michael should have been the Panto Dame could have happened. Um, but... Everyone was perfectly cast, with maybe the exception of Dee Dee. Um, I also think that, like, Kate could have picked a better role for herself, because while she was on stage the whole time, she was not necessarily the best role. She didn't have, like, a good standout moment, Mm -hmm. so I had a moment where I was like, why did you pick this? You're never gonna win as this role. It reminded me of season 14 with uh, Willow... Uh, Willow was the Green Fairy, right? Ooh, the Green Fairy was cool though. Yeah. Like that is a much that was a much cooler role. But it just reminded me of like, oh, you're the narrator. You have a huge part. You get, you know, a couple moments. And her part did start the show and she was very good. It was just yeah. very much like not a whole lot she could have done after that. I mean, it was very uh like the circus. Which I, the circus musical, which I think is the other great musical we've had in years, um, where like, uh, Kendall and I'm blanking on her name, the blonde girl from that season. <laughs> there were a couple, but I know who you're talking about, yeah. and um, you're forgetting the best one. I gotta trick up my sleeve. No, but I, 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 I want to be clear. I was not forgetting that. I just wasn't talking about it at this moment. Um. <laughs> Sorry. They were, like, on stage the whole time, but neither of them was, like, a winning role. Whereas, like, Geometric came out and she was electric and, like, clearly in a great role. Or, like, Pythia was in a similar situation where she came out and she, like, got a chance to steal the show. Mm -hmm. Because if you're on stage the whole time, you kind of have to blend for a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that I do kind of disagree because I feel like I understand the need for it. I think that there was something else that did kind of kick her while she was down um but we'll get to that later yeah i mean at the same time i think that kate did a fantastic yeah oh absolutely it's it's what they said they like kind of imply that she's low and i'm like no she's not eat a no eat a sandwich no i mean i think that they only imply that she was low because of runway but again we'll get to that when we get to the runway um i do think that potatoes 
Ooh, big potatoes. Um, I do think that in all of this, like, she, I think that there were no stinkers. Like, I agree with that, that this was, like, probably one of the strongest rusicals ever. Um, where no one really did poorly. Yeah. There was no, I gotta trigger my sleeve. Yeah, like, if you te- if you said to me that this was gonna be, like, 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 it's a bummer that they didn't send someone home on, um, on miss- Missing Ho's departure. Oh, because I feel the like girl this group? Been, yeah, because I feel like this would have been a or good... First episode should have been a sent home. Yeah, like, this would have been a good time to save someone, because it would have been. It was undeniable. Yeah. Everyone excelled. Everyone, Everyone excelled. So... After Kate took her role, the girls start divvying up the roles, and they always want to fight. They always want, uh, no, it's mine. I'll kill you. I don't know what voice that was, but, like, (laughs) that was your caramel impression. (laughs) (laughs) Is she Transylvanian? What the fuck? Um, Everyone was just really cordial about the whole fucking thing, and it was kind of boring. I didn't mind it. It was just kind of like, move on. Yeah, it was like, Ginger's like, I don't think I'd be good as this role. And everyone's like, we agree. You should go back to the other role you wanted. Yeah. That's clearly the winning role in this call. Yeah. And Kara, you and Tamara should do something together. Since you're a parent. You guys are the best dancers. So, which you is, guys are the best dancers. Which is funny. because Do Tamara's... they live together or has Tamara never seen her at home? <laughs> um, I was going to say Tamara's never seen her dance. Um... <laughs> Marsha's never seen Caramel. Yeah, she's never seen her in her lifetime. <laughs> I don't know this woman. <laughs> I will say, I really liked that we did, uh, that it was all live sung, but yes. I'm like, maybe they should have learned choreo before working on vocals, because is hard. Like, I was impressed at how well Tamara and Kara were singing for how difficult their choreography was. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Agreed. Um, but we but we get into the vocals session and literally everyone is good. Oh, wait. Do yeah. we want to say who's who, which role? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't write it down, so I did. Oh, you, boo. Um, so Dick did. originally went to Tamara, but then Tamara ended up taking a different role. So that went to Michael Maruli. Hey, yo. Um, Dee Dee was Dame Muffin Top. Vicky was the milkmaid. Is all that whole grain loaf. I, I know you want a piece of that, but she's just here to dance. Vicky was the milkmaid. Banksy was Butterface. Kara and Tamara were the two washed up pop stars. And Ginger was the back of a cow. <laughs> yep. There you go. Oh, and as we Weird. said earlier, um, I think Kate was the uh, Twinkle. Twink, Twinker Bell. Twinker Bell. Twinker, Twinker Bell, Bell, yeah. Twinker Bell? I hardly know her, Bell. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, uh, so when they get to the lyrics, it's with Michelle, because it's always Michelle, and Dane Chalfin. I, I mean, Michelle's literally been on the West End, so. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I understand why you'd want her to be the vocal coach. It makes sense. It's just one of those things where if you have a Michelle, she's doing this. Well, she's doing it on, you know, in the UK and in Australia. If it's in the US, it's probably going to be Leland. Fair. And it'll be better if it's Michelle. Agreed. I will say, there is something really... I love the people they work with in the UK. Like, I think the music is so much 
whoever their production team in the UK is, they need to, like, move them over to the US at some point. Because Leland is good. I've just heard enough Leland doing drag race music at this point that I'm tired of it. I mean, Leland probably has a deal with WoW. Yeah, they just should break that deal and find someone else. They like, can bring back the old guy. I'm sure he's not doing much. Lucian Piani? <laughs> he's mostly crazy now. Oh, God. Yeah. I shouldn't laugh about that. That's tragic. Uh, Dane Chalfin, though. I don't know him, but kind of cute. Yeah. Is he the pianist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the pianist. The, the pianist giving notes about dick? <laughs> <laughs> David started giggling, and Joe took Joe took the kill. I appreciate it. Go for the kill. But yeah, uh, it's again, it's very uneventful because everyone does a good job. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's notes are just like, go further. Um, go for it. Do it like this on stage and you're going to be golden, Pony mm-hmm. Boy. Um, it's interesting because Dee Dee goes, she's like, I've never seen a musical or a panto. And everyone's like, scandalized. <gasps> Which I, she's like, she, I, she's 12. I don't know. I mean, it's not even that. It's the fact that it's like, I feel like people forget that like, First of all, at this point, seeing theater is a privilege because tickets are so fucking expensive. It's, Indeed. It's the West End. Uh, tickets are cheaper. They're still pretty expensive. Are they? Yeah. I, I'm, I like, I'm pretty sure that they have, like, things in the West End to ensure that, like, young people can see theater, though. They might, but I definitely remember when I was in college, like, the big thing was people going, like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to the, like, do like a semester in London and I get to see stuff in the West End and then all of them would come back and be like, I saw like a production in a shack. I never went to West End. It was all too much money. Oh. Because also the pound is, I mean, it might be cheaper to an extent, but the pound is currently still stronger than the dollar. I was trying to think of a good economic economic joke and I'm pulling nothing. Uh, But anyways. The only plot moment we get after everyone kind of does their, you know, lyrical number is... Kara's a little jealous of uh, Ginger because she kind of wishes she kept the part. Yeah. But that it's, doesn't go it's anywhere. The clear, it's the clear star moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is, that is that is the winning moment in the show. Yeah. I've, the other two things that could win in this are both things you'd have to win with someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, Kara and Tamara are never going uh, – and Tamara are never going to win solo, but they could have won as a group. Mm-hmm. And – Vicky and Michael were never going to win solo, but could have won as a group. Agreed. But if they're only doing a single winner, it will only ever be the back of the cow. Yeah. I do think Butterface, if you kill that, could have done it very well. Because you get the reveal, you get the number, you get a pie to the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question for you both. Yes. What the fuck is Strictly? Strictly, strictly Come Dancing. Strictly Ballroom. No, Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's basically Dancing like with stars. Yeah. Oh. Well, I think there's also a version of it called Strictly Ballroom. No, Strictly Ballroom is a movie that was directed by Boslerman. I don't know. I don't know what movies are. But that's I kind of sick. where it comes back. Um, I okay, I was from. like, I was like, I for some reason I think because uh, I think because when Michelle was on Strictly, uh, she did a Vogue number and mentioned Strictly Ballroom. I think that's where I got it from. Mm. Oh. Um, okay. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. They just brought up that, sh- they brought that up a million times. And I was like, 
is this a West End production thing? Is this a show? Is this it's, it's TV on show. the BBC? It's a very popular uh, dancing show. The reason why we have Dancing with the Stars is because Strictly Come Dancing was such a big hit. Oh, kind of like The X Factor. Yes. Okay. Or um, America's Got Talent. That's or a big one. America. Or um, I was gonna say, um, or American Idol, but I forgot what it was. I think it was called Pop Idol. Guys, did you not catch the? I had a really good. That was foreshadowing. Um, uh, America's Got Talent is foreshadowing for later in the episode. Oh. oh. Anyway, moving on. We now get choreo sessions, and Kara and Tamara are so good that they're like, "Let's make it harder. Let's yeah. make it even harder." Hashtag Camara. Exactly. Again, shocking they were so in sync, considering, you know, never seen her dance. They've never met. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were in sync because uh, Tamara's never seen her backstreet. Damn. <laughs> uh, I will say they give Vicky and Michael some, like, actual hard choreography and singing, which mm-hmm. I thought was a little much. And then they don't show Kate. I guess Kate did fine because they just don't fucking show her during this. Yeah. Yep. She didn't do poorly. They they show. I was gonna say they show her fawning over the woman teaching them. They show her doing the lift, and then she goes, "Oh my god, I love that lift!" And you did that thing with the foot. Yeah. So that was that was that. But everyone's going like, "Oh my god, this choreo! It's so hard! It's so hard!" Oh oh, and then they're all killing it. So yeah. I I'm like, there is a level of uh. The cow choreo is literally just stand there. Like, it is you're singing a power a power ballad. Mm-hmm. Don't do much. Yep. Every cow has a dream. Every cow's ass has a dream. <laughs> they also do change the choreo for Vicky and Michael because they realize it's a bit much. And mm-hmm. they don't want to end up with Sister Dicks, which is a great great band a name like I, I wouldn't see a drag queen called sister dick i would go see a band called sister dick but would you go see sister sister dick mm, fister sister dick i said sister yeah. sister dick but we could go for fister sister dick i'd go, i'd see both i'd see either mm, depends so nice. on the timing depends on if they're near a restaurant mm. the word sister has lost all meaning at this point <laughs> i would say dick has lost all meaning but that's never true for me no um, no. <laughs> so they do their usual okay we have some dead time let's faff about let's have our very important let's win daytime emmy discussion part of the episode and mm-hmm. this one is where they win primetime emmys but in this season they're going for baftas <laughs> whatever uh i didn't know drag queen story hour was controversial in england too and that pisses me off Again, Turf Island. Turf mm-hmm. fucking Island. I. What is wrong? The with doors people? J.K. Rowling has opened. Can she close them on herself? I don't. I don't, I don't know what's the fucking Harry Potter spell for that. I don't fucking know. I hate Harry Potter now. Um, it's funny because like last night I just kind of dressed up as like a generic witch. Um, and I just kind of had these like round glasses and like something that kind of looked like a sorting hat and like my hair and pigtails. And someone and this like cloak thing, and someone was like, "Are you trans, Harry Potter?" And I was like, "I'm not." But talk about taking it back. 
your Har- your Harriet Potter from uh, the Chuck Tingle novel. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Harriet, you love it. No, I'm Harriet the Potter. Well, no. Season 16. No, Chuck Tingle actually wrote a trans Harry Potter story after J.K. Rowling came out as trans. Because as transphobic. No fucks. <laughs> I how amazing I, would it be COVID, if, stop being mad at how me. amazing would it be if she came out of tra- as trans though how amazing oh would that be? I, i'd be so pissed recently i saw like a fa- one of those facebook posts praising her for you know that one it's like at 22 she contemplated killing herself and now she's jk rowling and every single comment was I didn't know she was a woman. And I can't tell if Facebook's gotten dumber or if this is the greatest bit of JK trolling of all time. JK trolling. Coming to the stage. Season 16. I, I'd watch it. Um, but yeah, I'm... Why is this such a controversial thing to see clowns read to your kids? Like, come on. Because it teaches tolerance and parents don't like that when they're not tolerant. I hate that. Because if you're going to have a clown read to your kid, you have to, like, at least acknowledge that they're kind of creepy. And you only want a creepy clown reading to your kid because if you can't imagine them wiping the blood off their clown suit, what what good are they? Mr. Gorin took it to a weird place and I... <laughs> it is the season we're recording this a little bit before actually this episode's going to come out before halloween so yeah. happy halloween all of our listeners happy halloween uh, david put the gore david really put the gore and gore in that time i did i did <laughs> i feel like it's because drag queens are too fun and too quirky and a real clown is kind of scary and you're like you know if my child were to become a man in a dress i would have a problem with that but if they had a red honkin nose well well, I mean, to actually give this a bit of like, real world context, I think there's absolutely something to be said for the idea that there is something, there is absolutely something about seeing a queer person existing and being fine mm-hmm. that tells children that it's okay to be queer. Oh, yeah. yeah I actually, I think Ginger said something that really reminded me of you, Pope, where she was talking about how. Um, she just didn't know that gay was an option as a kid, and she right. lost so many years of not knowing who she was because of it. Yeah, um, I, I I have that in my notes as well. I call it the closet trauma. Mm-hmm. And the closet trauma doesn't just, you know, it's not just the coming out part that's traumatic. It's the wondering if there's something wrong with you, wondering if this is just you're wired wrong, and all these other things. And you know what? I think you two nailed it. Got got the nail on the head. Like, yeah, it's just the fact that drag story time is here's a openly queer person. They're going to be kid friendly. They're going to be cute. Like, you're never going to see uh, Bianca Del Rio do this. You're always going to see a uh, Nina West. Mm-hmm. Someone, But you're also going to see someone like Banksy do this. But or she's Banksy. not going to be dressed like Banksy. She's going to be dressed in something that is appealing to children yeah right or mrs kasha davis uh very proud of what she does with this and she should be and you just as a young gay person seeing someone who's like not a cis person not a heterosexual person not even doing anything extreme they're just reading to children at the library something that librarians do all the time like yeah that means a lot and if you're a shitty bigot, yeah, that would scare you. Well, I mean, I think it's also, like, what's kind of funny is, I don't know about the fetus in the room, Joe Lee, um, 
But I know Fuck that Hope off. and I definitely grew up with all that. And, you know, Keenan and Kel would get into drag all the time. Um, right. But again, there is something... I think that that's something that they're talking about here. Well, it's also, like, one other thing that I... I mean, yes, they are talking about that. But I think that the other thing that's important is that when you have Monty Python dressing up as the Pepper Pot ladies, or you have someone on SNL or all that dressing up as a woman two seconds later, you're going to see them as a man again. And it's sort of like, it's, I know this is, this is a really weird A to C, but go with me. Um, when they initially did the movie version of Little Shop of Horrors, they had to, the, the test audiences didn't like the original ending with Don't Feed the Plants and they had to change the ending. And they were like, why is it that it's not working? And they said, well, this is just too sad. Like there is no curtain call where you see that the, where you see that the actors are fine or there is no scene where they're in the plant costumes being like, don't feed the plants. So it's that sort of thing where it's fine to see someone like, you know, Eric Idle dress up as a woman. And then two seconds later, he's a man again, because it's there, there is no falsities. It's a straight man dressing up as a woman. And then it's like, Oh wait, see, I'm a man again. Well, I think that there is something to be said about the Mrs. Doubtfire of it all. Like, I would I would personally position the closest thing we have something to, like, Panto to something like Mrs. Doubtfire, which is a movie that basically everyone other than me grew up with. Because mm-hmm. um, you're a And there is absolutely... But, like, there is... A- well, no, because I didn't watch movies as a kid. Um, <laughs> but, like, there is absolutely something to be said for the idea that, like, Robin Williams is not subverting anything by being a woman Mm -hmm. there's nothing subversive about a man dressing as a woman Mm -hmm. if part of the joke is that it's funny that a man would dress as a woman Mm -hmm. but if there is no humor in the idea that a man is dressing as a woman if there is just fidelity to what they're doing and an art form then there is something incredibly subversive and different in that that i think is something that you're seeing with drag queen story hour um And I think that that's a huge part of it. I also think that there's just something to be said for, I don't know about you two, but like my first actual bit of seeing queer representation ever was just discovering that my boy Sims could kiss. That was a big thing for me as well. Yeah. Your boy Sims could kiss? Yeah. Sims allowed you you to have gay characters. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You could fully, you could have your two male Sims marry an adopted kid Mm -hmm. and that was like my actual first introduction to any idea of what being gay could be because every piece of media fed to me didn't present that as an option drag story hour does present that as an option and having options is what makes kids wonder and people don't want their kids to wonder because what if they come to the wrong conclusions and i think that's why drag story hour is so scary to parents who are bigots but Kids are going to come to those conclusions no matter what. I mean, I think it's also a little bit deeper than that in the sense that, like, if we're if we're going down this rabbit hole, I think that we are we no longer just have two options. It's not just gay and lesbian. It's now a bigger gender. Well, to gender and sexuality spectrum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that you know it's one of those situations where if it was just a gay guy in a dress being funny i don't think anyone would have a problem with that i think it's the idea that it's sort of giving your children it's okay to wear a dress and not be a joke 
And I think that the dra- yeah. like like I think that there are drag queens like a Trixie Mattel where it is very heightened and very ridiculous, or even Nina West where it's a little bit heightened and ridiculous. But then when you start getting into the world of like Sasha Colby, Caramel, where it is this like beauty and glamour, and the beauty and glamour is there on stage and off stage, that's I think where it gets a little bit more scary to shitty bigots. But yeah, I think that that's very much also what it is, is that it's like, it's easy to be a shitty bigot when it's like, like, if I think that if it was one of those things where if it was gay, lesbian, straight, male, female, you can dress up as a woman and everyone can laugh at you and it's hysterical. But as long as you don't want to stay that way, then we're golden. And the fact is, to what Joe was saying, it's now giving kids an option to go. Because to me, there's a very big difference if you have someone who looks like lady bunny reading to you versus someone who looks like uh Gigi good reading to you yeah yeah but i but again i just think that it's a level of showing queer fatality Mm -hmm. is absolutely something it's the same thing as like having queer characters in like disney shows yeah yeah and not just coding not just coding exactly exactly like coding doesn't help nearly as much as we wish it did yeah though it's very fun it is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it was nice to see that conversation be had, and I'm glad we're having it too, because it does matter. All right? Mm-hmm. No, it does. And absolutely. also, if these motherfuckers from out of state keep coming to Southern California and, like, harassing drag queens, I am going to figure out some way to make their lives hell. All right? I'm going to do something. I'm going to steal all their left shoes. <laughs> anyway, we never talk about RuPaul's look. We never talk about RuPaul's look, but let's go ahead and give it a quick thing. I wrote sexy goth Christmas tree. I just thought it was, I just think it's fun whenever Ru does a new silhouette. I don't remember what Ru's look, look, uh, look like. <laughs> she, had tins, she had tinsel on her tits. She had tinsel, tits titties. Tinsel tits, season tits, 16. Tits. And then we have Kush Jumbo, who I assume is just Coco Jumbo's drag mother. Um... <laughs> They said star of stage and screen, and I was like, define star, define stage, and define screen, please. She well, seemed lovely. She did. She, um, beautiful gown. <laughs> I actually really did like her dress. Um, Kush Jumbo <laughs> is, first of all, that is her given name. So that's actually that. her name. That's her, not her stage name. That's not her stage. Her parents are both, their last, their surname is Jumbo. Okay. Um, Obsessed. So yeah, Kush Jumbo is her given name. Um, spelled with a C, not with a K. And she was on The Good Wife and The Good Fight. I saw that and was still like, I don't remember this character. Yeah, that was her claim to fame is that she was on the I've never seen those shows. Uh, They're good. I I believe that. I I, I haven't seen Good Fight because I never finished The Good Wife. Last season's a little rough. Yeah. I I think they should do one more show and call it Good Night. (laughs) So, the funniest thing about watching The Good Wife is learning that the two main actresses hate each other and refuse to be on screen together or refuse to be in scenes together after season one and watching how they get around these two characters who are canonically best friends and very rarely fight never appearing in the same scene damn wait is that christine baranski and juliana margulies no juliana margulies and the uh her like assist like the her pi oh okay yeah like 
literally the leads of the show Mm -hmm. who are like in a lot of scenes together they're never in the same frame and when they are it's like very clear cgi that's wild that's wild yeah because they do not like each other that's amazing (laughs) um but uh the show starts and it's good like yeah i have so little to say because everything is like pretty wonderful kate Um, does it immediately yeah kate just sets a tone that we stick with it's good yeah yeah Yeah, she she does a great job she's immediately again they were like you set the tone so well it's like yeah i felt very comfortable Mm -hmm. first person on is uh is michael maruli as dick and like does a lovely job Mm -hmm. her pussy gets stolen um i relate who hasn't had that happen to them um then Dee Dee comes on to sing a song that she doesn't quite like there's a level of it's so good that Dee Dee's notes are like you missed a couple jokes and you didn't have the right vibe yeah versus like you did bad yeah like I don't think Dee Dee does bad but the whole time I'm watching her I'm like I think there's a joke here that you are not getting yeah there was a little, there wasn't a lot of wink in the nudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, like, she doesn't do a terrible job. Then Vicky comes in, and Vicky and Michael have a really great love song that's, like, very fun, and, like, they have good chemistry. And it's actually funny, which mm-hmm. surprised yeah. me. Like, a lot of the jokes landed, which is so rare. <laughs> so yeah. rare yeah. for this show. Yeah. Then Kara and Tamara come on and do really difficult choreo. With, like, good vocals. So one thing that I was kind of confused about at first, and then I was like, oh, clearly this is just me picking up on something super random, is at first I thought they were all dressed like pop stars. And then I realized, oh, wait, I'm just really reading into it because, um, (laughs) well, no, because you had uh, Dee Dee who looked like Katy Perry with the, like, buns on her titties and the blue hair. But then also... um, (laughs) Tamara had a look that was like it looked like Britney Spears during her like first tour that they made a doll of as well that had this like pink pleather top and white pleather pants. I also have Britney Spears on the brain because I'm reading the memoir. Yeah, no, uh, I assumed. And I have to ask, was Vicky Gwen Stefani from If I Was a Rich Girl? (laughs) Was that? Uh, No, she was. She was Gwen Stefani from your high school uh, medley of Fiddler on the Roof, If I Were a Rich Man, <laughs> in well, the all-girl no, production. No, Vicky was, um, Vicky would have been uh, um, High on the Hill. All-girl, all-goy. Should have been uh, that one. Wind it up. I was going to say, Julie Andrews is not a pop star. <laughs> How she dare could have you? Been. How dare you? Julie Andrews is the biggest pop star. Okay, a spoonful of sugar I is mean, a banger. It made I mean, it to the top. I someone popped 10. her vocal cords that one time. Oh, and that's Dark. why she can't sing anymore. Um, yeah, no, it's bad. Yeah, that got way too dark for me. Uh, so Ginger, yeah, she's brown cow stunning. She's great. I love it. Um, I will say it was impressive how she managed to like keep this like guttural moo while singing well. Oh yes. yeah, that was amazing. No, the moves were hilarious, which is a joke it's that could have sucked. But also, I think there's a weird level of like. I think that Vicky and Michael were funnier than their roles. 
I think that Ginger did her role as funny as anyone else doing that role would have. I see that. I, um, yeah, and, that's fair. Like, I think she did a great job, but I think anyone doing that role well would have done the same level of good job. Hmm. Um, though I don't know, necessarily know that anyone there could have done it as well as her. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, so when they find the cat at the end of the panto, because I think it was supposed to be a play on Puss in Boots for a minute, then they say fuck it. Uh, it's tied up on one of those, like, sex... Uh, SNXs, yes. and it's the funniest uh, thing. And it's me. wearing a co- it's, it's a, wearing a, a, a strap it's on a harness. No, it's a strap on. Got- oh my gosh, is it a strap on? It's for a strap on. No, no, no. Okay, so the way that those work is um, basically they're like a thing that straps over you, and it has the circle there, and then you put the dildo through it. Oh, so I do want to just be clear that like I think it was just a harness. Strap-ons just have those. Strap-on harnesses just use those. Oh, okay. But, like, it was, like, it probably, this one was probably for a strap-on because it was smaller. Exactly. But like, what I was saying. <laughs> not necessarily. I didn't notice this anything other than just, like, a normal harness. Also, it's a St. Andrew's cross. I just, as the only person here who knows these things, I felt the need to make sure we all I are never, aware. See, I never, I knew what they, I knew what it was. I've seen them. Never been on one, but I've seen them. I didn't know it had a name, so thank you. I knew it had a name, I just didn't know what the name was. Um, Also, I have to say, it was definitely for a strap-on, because it was in front of a pussy. Oh, you're really proud of yourself right now. So proud of yourself. Uh, Yeah, uh, Banksy closes us out. Uh, She looks great. Uh, The voice is magnificent. She stumbles a little bit in the choreo. I mean, it's one of those things where, like... I knew Banksy was going, after how good everyone was, I knew Banksy was probably going to be in the bottom because I was like, oh, she's struggling. She's not, she's not, she's on the struggle bus. She's like, not too far on the, she's like waiting at the struggle bus stop, but she hasn't gotten on the struggle bus yet. She's more like transferring Um, on the struggle bus to another bus. Yeah. Like. Like, she does a very good job. Yeah. It's just not as good a job as everyone else. And I could, like, immediately see it. Yeah. It was very obvious. Um, And I was like, maybe she'll save it when she brings it to the runway. 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 The runway this week was Mirror, Mirror. Mirror, Mirror. Hardly knower, knower. Who's the fairest one of all? I like my joke. But have we done this before? I feel like we've done this exact runway before sure but i'm fine with that yeah, i don't fine. care i'm just i'm just wondering uh so first out was caramel i hate there's been like seven thousand episodes so of bad, course yeah. some of them have to be read like i actually think we should start repeating runway themes why not especially on like the u.s season where yeah. the runway themes have gotten bad yeah um, like we've hit a point in the u.s seasons where every if you you have to do a conceptual runway because the themes themselves aren't conceptual enough to justify a good runway. Agreed. Anyways, um, yeah, so Kara had this look that was apparently designed for Beyonce. I believe it. Because um, yep. it looked like something from the Renaissance tour. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but it was I hate pretty. It. I hate it. I don't think it's pretty. Oh. I, I think she looks like a video ga- She looks like a skin that you have to pay money for that no one pays money for in a video game. They just yeah, download it, it illegally. If you, if you can get away with it, yeah. Like, it's just... I understand 
Kara loves Beyonce, and she clearly models her drag persona after Beyonce, and we've seen her do it exceptionally well this season, and I'm totally cool with that. I don't want her to stop. I just don't like this look. It, it, it doesn't matter if it's Beyonce or not. She could have told me, like, any pop star would have been like, it's just not that good. It didn't it's, not, it's, it's one of those things where, like, it probably would look stunning on Beyonce, but, like, unless you are built like Beyonce, it's just, like, there's not enough there. Yeah. And not just because she's in a bikini, it's just, like, I want some, there's not a drag element to it. She's just in a bunch of fabric. Yeah. That doesn't, like, heighten anything. Yeah. You know, Joe, I think you just got it. I think you just nailed why I don't like it, because it's a bikini with some armor pieces loosely hanging. Mm-hmm. And a really ugly headdress. I'm yeah. Also, this was, like, a a good runway. So, like... We have to... Yeah. This is This is a weak showing on this runway, because this runway is really yes, good. Yes. Because, like, up next, we have Dee Delicious. Oh, my God. The Bloody Mary look. I... It's so good. I like the... It's dramatic. It's cool. I love that color. My only complaint, I want more mirror. Well, did you see how the bottom is mirrored? Yeah. Uh, it's a little, yeah, it is. It's definitely mirrored. But, like, that chest piece, I would have loved if that was also made out of, like, a metallic reflective material as well. Or I get that, but at the same time, I think that she's conceptualizing mirror, mirror. Mm-hmm. She is. Like, how do you get a Bloody Mary to show up? True. By saying Candyman five times. But also, I think it would have been, but I, to, to Pope's point, I think it would have actually heightened it if it had, like, pieces of mirror like on the body just like scattered about like a smashed mirror oh that'd be cool i almost feel like the reason why the skirt cuts off like that is that she's like coming out oh yeah of I, think, the I mean i think so too but the yeah. like i think this middle part is supposed to be mm-hmm. her body and the like the everything else is the mirror behind her yeah i mean the collar was just like chef's that kiss. collar is really cool insane yeah uh like this being a singular runway and not a final runway yeah. is, I think, what makes it so impressive. Like, this could be a lot of Queen's final look, and mm-hmm. it would be incredible. And this is just something she brought for one runway. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of Jinx Monsoon's uh, royal runway from All Star 7. And that's not a bad thing. I love that look as well. Just kind of like this, uh, you know classic high queen and she looks great it's really good i Mm -hmm. just want more mirror yeah i got that yeah and after her was vicky what the fuck is this it was she's in a getaway car it was fine i you know it's (laughs) what is this it's funny that like vicky was like was like i feel a wind coming on because i was like not in that dress not in that dress. I, so remember how we talked about Vicky's first look? And like, I think David really liked it and me and Pope were very like mad about no, no, it. No, 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 I liked it. You two were the, because we're talking about her uh, British her, guard look, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that one. Like the hard ass and all that stuff and the exaggerated silhouette. You two were kind of like, eh, it's fine. So fine. I think this is having this, a similar issue that that look had, which is that there's one interesting piece of this look, which is the hips, and then everything else is not proportioned to the hips. Mm -hmm, So she is just a tiny, tiny lady because she's very small, and then her hips are as tall as she is wide. Yeah. Or as wide as she is tall. 
one of those. I don't know. I have COVID. Stop yelling at me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I think that I think that a better a wig could have helped this a lot. Yeah. I think putting a smaller version of this helmet on a very big wig could have been helpful. Been I think having more shoulder could have helped. Yeah. I think having bigger tits could have like. Vicky proportions like she has Jimbo's tits on, and she never has Jimbo's tits on. Yeah. And she really needs them at some point, because otherwise it's, like, out of proportion for me. Yeah. And I agree with literally everything you just said, Joe. But I do have one thing that's going to keep me up at night. Is Vicky hot out of drag? Am I just noticing that Vicky's kind of an attractive man? I'm going to be mad. I'm going to, uh, I just want to say this. I'm going to make fun of you for as much as you made fun of me for finding Michael Morley kind of attractive. No, I deserve it. I deserve it. Yeah. No, you're wrong. Um, you're wrong. You should feel bad about yourself. Um, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, she, she might be hot out of drag. Her fiance is hot. So by transitive property, there's something about her that is hot. Truth. Truth. That's I, I- science. One know what would have made this look work? What what would have made this look work for you? Jimbo's uh, UK versus the world like motorcycle babe, mm. where the tits had the handlebars. Yes. Oh, yes. that, that would have made really this elevated stunning. This. Stunning, yeah, yeah. That's a reference to something, isn't it? The motorcycle like chess piece because i remember hollywood star last season had something similar and mo hart wore something like that once if i recall i think it's just a good piece because it's like i think it's just like a smart idea no it would have really made this look work mo didn't wear something like it uh mo just also did a butch look that was like similar in a similar vein but didn't have like the yeah the the motorcycle tits um no it's just like it's just like a smart move like it's very that is one of my all-time favorite Jimbo looks. Yeah. yeah. Um. Next up, it was Banksy. Yeah, next was Banksy. Um, yeah. I like this look a lot. Um. She doesn't have a lot of ass to show, so I don't understand why the peekaboo. Why the art peekabooty? Peekabooty. I like it. Season 16. Um, I just, I actually don't love this look. I'm not crazy about it. I don't Same. Hate it. I'm just not crazy. Um, I just wish it had, I, I feel like the look just stops. And I would have liked to see more. Maybe garters to the boots. Maybe something. I don't know. It feels like the top half of the look is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm not getting concept out of it. I'm not really getting... Is this a Mugler? Because she mentions Mugler. And I don't really know a lot. So I'm asking David. Yes and no. I mean, honestly, if I'm being honest, the entire look was giving me more of like a drag Shigo. That is mean. Shigo drag would be way fiercer. Um, <laughs> and greener. I liked the look. It's just that, like, I didn't mind the makeup either. It's just that the red lip was just a little too distracting and just, like, brought you straight to her mouth. And it was distracting from, like, everything else. But it's also funny because whenever I think of a red lip, I had, during the COVID times, an Elvira mask. And it had her face on it. And someone, I will never forget this. I was walking into a theater and a woman said, it's very brave of you to wear that mask. And I was like, why? And she said, well, you know, red lipstick. People think it's very whorish. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Banksy confirmed whore. <laughs> you heard it here first. David owns apparently the sluttiest mask of all time. <laughs> slutty, slutty mask. Protect yourself from COVID, you dirty slut. 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, 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 but no, they, uh, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I like this look. I think this look is very, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna, it, it's not gonna save you, but it's, it's not gonna save you from, uh, the, from, uh, everything else. Next up, we have uh, Tamara wearing basically the same thing that Kara's wearing. I wrote that down but just... I've seen this exact <laughs> fucking thing so many times. She... It's C-3PO. It's, listen. It's Bosco. It's, it's Bosco wore the exact same thing. It's not Kara's... Every week. Listen, it's not Kara's fault. I mean, it's not Tar- Tamara's fault. She didn't see what Kara She's never seen Kara in drag before. <laughs> Um, this is your friend's I, I, favorite joke. <laughs> it's, but no, it's the suit. It's the it's the um it's it's the oh my god it's fuck my drag um it's the Latoya Jackson loves sushi but doesn't like fish joke. It's 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 evergreen. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, it's actually a blue look. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's C three P ho. It's everything Bosco wore in her season. It's bland. She's safe. It's a good safe look. It's fine it's fine it's fine yeah. i know i love her uh kate butch um... and it's fine it's fine fine it's just a challenge <laughs> a maxi challenge specifically yeah she already has a win she has a win uh kate butch now i love kate's look but she comes out looking like a baked potato this this coat was bad um this look but, broke okay. my heart oh it Why? broke my fucking heart because she did so well in the challenge and if she killed this runway she would have gotten a badge but it's just that this look was it wasn't it was it it's was fine. fine it was not great it was not good it wasn't bad like it's one of those looks where it's like it would have been better if it was terrible but because it wasn't terrible it was just fine it made it worse you know what this look do you know what the thing about this look is? I'm not going to be surprised if this is the best thing Kate brought. Oh, oh. don't say that. Can I not hold like, I poo. Here's the thing. I really like the silhouette. I actually really like this look. Um, she was saying it's Christine meets Fan of the Opera. And I will also say it really serves West End's Bad Cinderella. Mm. Oh, that's like, mean. No, no, no. Uh, the costuming in original Bad Cinderella was impeccable. Oh, like, uh, the West End version of Cinderella was great. Um, let me see. I actually pulled a photo of Carrie Hope Fletcher in Bad Cinderella. But, like, this is what she was wearing for the titular number. Oh, fuck. Oh, that okay. very That's similar. Cool. Yeah. Like, she is actually serving Bad Cinderella um, in a way that is, like, I actually really liked. I Like, the thing is, is that she came out and went, ooh, I like this look a lot. And I knew it wasn't a great look. It's not a perfect look, but no. you know what? They're not ma- they're not winning money for this season. So fuck it. I think this is a great look. Like I think that conceptually, it's almost there. Um, it's just upsetting because you know, you know, because she didn't put a spin on this. Mm-hmm. This is her glamour. Mm-hmm. This is this, this is, is the farthest she has pushed it, and like, it's upsetting because Kate. Has, there's something so special about Kate. Mm-hmm. But Kate is a good example of why Jinx Monsoon would not win Drag Race in the modern day. Yeah, no. Jinx Monsoon season five would never win Drag Race now. No. Even though Jinx Monsoon season five is still one of the most talented queens to ever walk on that stage. Yeah. There's a lot of emphasis on glamour and having a pretty look. Spending the money. 
I mean, yeah, yes, and, level. yes and no. I still think that, like, at the end of the day, Evie oddly never really had, like, a super glamour look. That's fair. Yeah, but I think that Evie oddly is a very different story because Evie was, one, Evie only won half a challenge. <laughs> like, like to put it really simply, Evie is not someone who did really well on her season. Her runways held her back and she only won, even though she did incredible in a lot of challenges, the only time that she won was the, uh, that like gorgeous lion Leo moment. Mm-hmm. And she won it with Scarlet. Yeah. True. I mean, we'll see what happens next week. Next week is Snatch Game. If her Snatch Game is impeccable, even I'm glad she... Kate made it to Snatch Game. Yay. But it's Me it's too. actually funny because I was Spoilers. like to because I was actually thinking like during the Rusical, I was like, oh, she's very good. And she's getting her she's getting her moment because this is a comedy moment for her. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was really impressed. I was Again, famously worried last week that Kate was maybe going to be gone before Snatch Game because of things that had been happening, and I was really happy to be wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but honestly, like, I think you're both right. Like, David, the look is fine, but Joe, you're also right. It's probably the best, the most glamorous we're probably going to see her, and I did like it. I do think it's good. It's just such a weird week because everyone did so fucking good and yeah. brought their A game. We can't just be like, oh, yep, you're good. You're safe. You fucking suck. Yeah. Uh, Ginger's look. What the fuck is this thing? Why do I, I like this. it? And how is it familiar? So I there, I hate this. I actually don't like the fact that he didn't have arms. Um, I thought it was stupid. <laughs> Sam. I'm like, I think... I think she just forgot to cut armholes out and didn't have a chance to before she walked on the main stage. I hated the lack of arms. I actually thought that, like, it made it just too odd. I do love the silhouette of this look. I love the idea of literally using large ruffling to create a new waist, an entirely new figure. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, like, a really cool move. Um, But I didn't like this look. Uh, Did Candy do a similar look? Am I imagining things? I don't believe so. I think you're thinking of the Gaga look with the painted I on might dress. Be. I might be. The Comme de Garçon. Yeah, the Comme de Garçon. She did she did her uh she did a the for little black dress look, she did a paper Comme de Garçon look with a small dr- black dress painted on it. Um that she got red for for some reason, even though it was incredible. It was very good. Um you're not wrong. It is stupid. This is a yeah. stupid fucking look. I didn't love the look. I liked it a lot. I thought it was so goofy. I wish the center was reflective. I wish that was mirror because only the edges are mirror. It does not fit the theme yeah. at all. Not really. It's not vaguely really. reflective, but there's no part of it that is mirror. Yeah. And then we have Michael Maruli. And it is the prompt. And it is fabulous. Really? I think. Here's I what I'm going to say oh, Michael is such a conceptual queen that. Seeing Michael just do a prompt well is fun occasionally. Fair. Like, this was not reinventing the wheel. No, it was Lady Gaga. But you know what? The wheel was great, actually. Famously, wheel, probably the best invention since sliced bread. (laughs) Yeah. Good one. Uh, It is, I guess I was just whelmed by it because I was like, yep, that's the prompt. 
it yeah. allows me to make a mirror look. I'd probably do something kind of like this. Yeah, this is mirrory. I just wouldn't do it as well as her. Yeah. Like, there's Close. a level of doing the pro- she's doing the prompt and she's doing the prompt simply better than anyone else. Yes, yeah. agreed. Um, like Ginger had a weird moment. Michael did the prompt the best. Yeah, agreed. 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 Um, weird question. Did someone else? I think it was on Down Under have a have like a um um a, a disco ball purse. That's uh, uh, Spice. No, Spice had that Spice. in her lip sync. Yeah. She breaks it during the That's the lip sync. That's what it was. Um, in an attempt to kill Selena Estes. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been murder on the dance floor. floor. Ah, so you better not kill the groove, DJ. Better not kill the groom either. <laughs> uh, so Tamara and Kara are declared safe, meaning our bottom two are Dee Dee and Banksy. Uh, Banksy, and this hurts. Yeah. Before we get there, um, nothing happened in Untucked. Nothing. I'm like, was nothing. there? I I liked I I did want to call it the moment where uh, Kara was like, "These are all the things I would remove from your look," and Kate was like, "So I'd be in a bikini." I just gestures to her. Yeah. Shady. I was bitch. like, I love it. Yeah. It's good. And then, then the other thing that I mentioned, I mentioned earlier, which was that um, Vicky's like oh my god, I'm gonna win another badge. Or maybe Michael's gonna win another badge. And um, and Kate goes, me and Ginger also did quite well. Although I was like, Kate, you're not gonna win a badge in that dress. No. I She could've. I would've been happy. I would've been um, thrilled! But then she gets called safe first, and I went, oh, she was, like, considered low. Yeah. Oh, sh- I saw, like, the Jan face crack happen. Not as blatantly, but... but- Behind the eyes, she has a moment of, ah, fuck y'all then. Yep. <laughs> because she's held back by her drag aesthetic, and this is the best thing she brought. Yeah. Uh, I'm have calling it pota- now. Shouldn't have worn that potato sack. <sighs> yeah. Or should have just, like, walked out, had it as a cape, spun, and immediately gotten rid of it. Agreed. That would have worked. Yeah, that, that would have been better. I just, ah, uh, man. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, then Ginger is called as the winner, which I think... Makes sense. Again, I don't feel Ginger the way other people do, but she was the winning role, and she's the only person in this who could win solo. Yeah. 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 So if you're only giving one badge away, it's Ginger's. Yeah. She if you're fine. not giving, if you're not going to give it to Kate, you give it to Ginger, and that's fine. She was yeah. fine. Uh, it, it was just one of those times where it was, you know, I think all three of us really just wanted a Kate win. Same. Yeah. We're all, like, so team Kate right now. Um, and then the worst thing that could possibly happen happens, which is Dee Dee and Banksy are in the bottom. I'm convinced. So let me walk you two through this, okay? Because I'm mm-hmm. having a moment. I'm having a. Sh- I- I'm having like a gay stroke during this moment because I'm sitting back like, they're not going to get rid of Banksy. She's a main character. She's top four. Uh, wait, what's happening? Wait, what's going on? What's that? What? Banksy? Banksy, move. Do something, Banksy. Dee Dee is doing very well. Oh, no. So, wait, I want to say one thing before I get into, like, my hot take. I'll mm-hmm. let everyone talk that I'm going to have a really hot mm-hmm. take. But there's one thing that Banksy does. Banksy, I think, one, is literally in shock for the first beginning of this lip sync. I agree. But I think she's trying to, like, she's. I think she's trying to do that thing where she's pooling her actual emotions rather than, like, whatever the lip sync is. But... There is a time when men were kind. No, when she says, 
I dreamed that God would be forgiving. She turns and looks directly at RuPaul. Camp. And it is the single greatest moment of the lip sync, but it is so subtle and underdone that it's never going to land. Mm. God, I love her. I love her. Yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I actually think that Banksy did better, but in the sense that it was a tighter lip sync. And... Like, it's it's funny because there are things that, like, if you make Diana Ross funny, chop. But if you make something like this funny, you're immediate. Like, if you make RuPaul laugh, it's like... And I feel like... a lot of points. Exactly. And I feel like even though um, Dee Dee, I thought, was kind of doing a little too much for something like this. Because it kind of reminds me with the And I'm Telling You lip sync, where you had... Um, where you had, oh my god, uh, I, that was Thorgy Thor. Thank you, Thorgy. Chi Chi Devane. Chi Chi, yeah. Yes. And you had Thorgy who was Rest like, who was doing like, did a cartwheel, doing a cartwheel and being like very like animated with her face and whatever. And then you had Chi Chi just like giving you emotion. And I'm like, of course, Chi Chi won. This is like I'm giving you emotion. And I feel like this was similar. Where it was like I'm giving you emotion, but because like, um. Dee Dee was giving emotion, but also kind of giving you a little like, eh, eh. um, she inched herself a hair over Banksy. Yeah. So I'm going to disagree slightly. Okay. I'm going to move a little bit. I think that Banksy, if Banksy had rooted her emotion deeper mm. and had truly given you something if this was a natural woman moment or a chi chi doing and i am telling Mm -hmm. you it would have been undeniable banksy's emotion was so subdued that i don't think it could push through to actually winning this lip sync i agree whereas dd was maybe doing a camp interpretation but she was still giving you emotionality enough that she was winning it's it's good. She did really good. Yeah, she did really that's yeah. a hard thing to say because I want to be like, oh, fuck the judges. They're blind. They're stupid. But it's like, no, nah. I think Dee Dee did Can really I give my good. hot take, though? Please. Sure, because I also have a thought after what you just said. So give your hot take. What? Yeah, no, t- t- say your thought because my hot take is going to take up the rest of this episode. Okay, oh. fine. Um, so my thought is, is that a part of me wonders if – not that Banksy, I don't want to say she threw the lip sync. I don't think she threw the lip sync. But I think that a part of her was like, if I'm in the bottom, I'm probably going home because I'm not going to win this thing. Because I feel like they're, like, I feel like Kara, Tamara, um, Vicky, Michael, almost all of them, except for like Kate and to an extent Banksy, are all maybe ginger a little bit. But I feel like all of the others kind of have, like, and I'm not saying that they're not winners, but they have the delusion that you need to win. If you know what I mean. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's the fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. If you can't believe in yourself, how in the hell are you going to believe in anyone else? And I think that that a gay man. Exactly. And I think that Banksy, I think Banksy walked into this competition going, Unless everyone else is shit, I'm not winning this thing. Because her drag is too off the the wall. And I mean, I love it. She's head and shoulders my favorite. But yeah, I think that like, 
I think that it's just one of those things where she was like, I'm a little too off the beaten path for this. I think, in general, it looked like she was going to just walk out. It looked like she was going to Ginny Lemon mm-hmm. when the lip sync started. Yeah. But now for the hot take. Yes. Give it. Give it. Susan Boyle's version of I Dreamed a Dream is bad, actually. Ha! Why? It's, uh, she rushes through all of the emotional beats. Mm-hmm. She has a beautiful voice, but there is nothing in the song. She literally is just singing a very sad song in a very normal way with a very pretty voice. And so while it was a moment when it happened, because ugly ladies sing pretty, I guess. That, that, it's insane it the way we treated Susan Boyle. Cause she's not, she's like a very normal looking She's a woman who's just aged. Like that she is. She looked it. like what my grandma. Think? Yeah, she's like. She she's looks like humbling. everyone's nice aunt. Mm. Like, but but like, when you remove the fact that it was shocking that she sang that good, they they should have used another version of this song. Every other version of this song gives you enough emotion to sing through, to lip sync to, and this version is just like. Now life has killed the dream I dream. I was, uh, recently I saw, like, her version of memory, and literally, she just rushes through everything. She, like, and, like, it's a bad, it is literally a bad version of this song, and a worse version to lip sync. You know what I find so fascinating, Joe? That you think David and I care enough about Susan Boyle for this to have been, like, the hottest take. I think this is a hot take. <laughs> I think, I... I, I guess it's fine. I just don't care enough about Susan Boyle. Like, I knew her from that video. I know she released an album or a handful. I guess she's still kind of a thing in England. Like, I don't have an opinion of her. She's fine. She's an, I, uh, pre- she's an old lady who sings pretty. I don't really have an opinion of her either. Um, <laughs> It's just kind of funny because the one thing that I will say, because I did have a moment of going like, well, wait a minute. But no, Les Mis, I think, originated in the UK. They could have used Patty's version. Exactly. We could have had Patty Lapone. Like, Technically, it started in France, but whatever. No, 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 no. The, I, I, ha, ha, the, ha. The, mu- the musical originated in England, Pope. <laughs> I gotta but, make a douche joke. I gotta be a douche back. But it's just one of those moments where, like, a part of me is like, I guess I get it because, like, she's British. It was a moment in Brit- in England that went viral all, all around the world. And all of that. So, like, I understand the sort of, like, um, the word is not coming to me. Um, I have no idea what word you're looking for, my friend. It's the sort of, like, it, the coming together of it all. The, like... The coalescence? Yeah, there you go. Where it's, like, it all coalesces into, like, this thing where it's, like, of course we use Susan Boyle's version. But it, it's it's one of those things where I have to agree. It is devoid of emotion. It is just a pretty song i mean i just kind like it's i think what's probably the most interesting thing from what you from what you were saying is that for someone who i feel like should have the emotion for that song for a myriad of reasons doesn't Ooh, myriad nice (laughs) i was just impressed by her proper use of the word myriad (laughs) oh my god you're making me sound like air supply Shut up, Heather. Okay, but, like, ideal couple's costume. One person is Heather Chandler, and the other one is Leatherface. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Nope, nope. I got it. I got it. We Someone got it. get me a boyfriend so I can fucking do this. It's a perfect <laughs> idea. 
Pope, you have one year. Pope, if you want to get Joe a boyfriend, (laughs) tune in next week. And if you want to date me, leave a rating on, leave a five star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do not leave a five star rating, (laughs) Joe will not date you. He might fuck you, but he won't date you. They They. fuck my drag. They might fuck you, but, yeah. but they won't date you. <laughs> but yeah, next week is going to be Snatch Game, so make sure to tune in. I'm going to probably have less COVID, but who knows? Anyway, tune in next week to hear our thoughts on Snatch Game. Uh, you can follow us on all forms of social media. I'm at Jolie Green Giant. David is at David J. Gorin. Stephen Pope is at Pro Hobbit Pope. And you can follow the show at This Toxic Fandom. And if you like us, tell a friend. And if you really like us, tell your friend with benefits. And if you don't like us very much, tell someone that you think Joe should date. So then they will like us. And tell them to leave a five-star rating <laughs> and a review on Apple Podcast. And until next time. Stay toxic. I'm gonna lay down. Go lie down. Get out of here. Go to bed.